Welcome to the Disney Planning Insights Podcast. Tonight's episode is a special edition going over the release of the Disney Genie platform. Are you ready to book? Book with our friends over at Princesses in the Mouse Disney Travel. They can be found on Facebook at PATM Disney Travel. Just let them know that you heard about them from the DPI guys. Now, onto our episode after a short ad from our friends at Anchor. Disney fans, um, it is Wednesday night. Um, it's not Tuesday, if you looked at your calendars. And um, we got a ton of news from Disney. We're going to be talking Disney Genie this whole episode. I've got Peter from Princess and the Mouse getting ready to come on. Um, so Disney dropped all the information about Disney Genie today. Say bye-bye to FastPass Plus. Say bye-bye to MaxPass. And... This is what we have in place. So what Peter and I are going to attempt to do tonight is try and unpack and untangle as much as possible and hopefully give everybody the warm fuzzies that the world isn't going to collapse on them, especially at Disney. So with that being said, let me bring on Peter and let's talk some Disney Genie. So, Peter, um, yes. <laughs> kind of an eventful uh, news afternoon when it came to Disney. So now we have 
Disney Genie in place. Um, so why don't you go ahead and start with kind of the general synopsis of what this program is? So from my understanding, so we'll, we'll kind of start with, so Genie's been in the pipeline now for, I don't know, what'd you, what would you say, Matt, about a year, at least six months? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So Disney kind of unveiled that it's coming very, very soon. So it's been in the pipeline. Some basic details were shared a while ago. But now basically the announcement that hit this afternoon is it's coming and it's coming this fall. And as we've talked about in this podcast before, coming this fall, we feel like means October 1st. <laughs> so, yeah, just, uh, just about everything else coming this fall is October 1st. Right. So basically what Disney Genie is... Um, you're going to be able, it's an extension of my Disney experience. So if you're familiar with Disney and you already know that my Disney experience houses your plans, it now is an extension of Disney experience where you're going to be able to basically provide my Disney experience or Disney genie with preferences so you're going to be able to say, boy, I really like Star Wars or I really like roller coasters for Matt, right? Matt's a big roller coaster enthusiast. So you'll be able to sort of check boxes. You'll be able to check themes. You'll be able to check ride experiences. You'll be able to check shows and you'll be able to check dining preferences. So like, I like Italian. I like American. I like Mexican. I like whatever, right? And you're going to be able to check all of those things. And then what Disney Genie is going to do for you is when you step into Magic Kingdom, Disney Genie is going to say, hey, here is your itinerary built to your preferences. We recommend that you go ride this right now and then this right now and that you eat at this place. And we recommend you eat at this quick service restaurant. And right there on that recommendation, you're going to be able to click order food now and they'll pull up the mobile ordering for that restaurant and it'll say we recommend you have a dining reservation here and look this dining reservation is available today and you'll be able to click yes i want that dining reservation and it'll it'll book you that dining reservation at that sit-down restaurant based on current availability and um and it'll fluctuate as the day goes on and you'll be able to like if you've been to disney before you'll be able to basically I, I don't know what the interface will look like. You imagine like putting a star, right? Clicking a star and mm -hmm. the star illuminating. I imagine it might be more whimsical and sort of be like maybe a Mickey head, right? <laughs> but it illuminates and that favorites that thing. And so now all of a sudden that gets preference to sliding into your itinerary. And from what I understand, the itinerary will constantly change based on ride times and you're going to be able to click on rides and it'll show you the current wait time. And it'll also show you the projected wait time. Imagine like what Google does where you go in and it shows like the busier hours of a restaurant. Yep. I, I imagine it'll look sort of like that interface where you click on the ride and it shows, Hey, just so you know, around 3 PM, this ride normally lulls. So why don't you, you know, why don't you go check this ride out at 3 p.m. instead? <laughs> and and it, from what I understand, it'll just sort of be this constant living thing in your My Disney experience that allows you to be flexible, 
but also provides you with suggestions. So if you just straight up want to put your preferences in and do what it says, it'll basically run your day for you at Disney where you don't have to make any decisions, any choices. You can just say, well, I mean, it's based on my preferences. So it's doing things that I'm going to find valuable. This seems like a good use of my time. Yeah, and I it, one thing there there were a couple of videos on the Disney Parks blog page um, with the announcement. Um, the one from the digital marketing guy was really good on kind of how this is going to lay out, and it goes over some of those interfaces and that kind of stuff. But really, the big thing that it showed was you're going to have two kind of tabs you work out of. You're going to have a my itinerary tab which will have those suggested rides, suggested suggested meals, and also anything that you already have booked in that list as well. Then there's going to be another tab that's kind of like your to-do tab to where it will have your pivots and that kind of stuff on it as well to where you, know, you may want to do this, um, but it might not fit in your schedule really well, but this is when it might fit in your schedule if you want to add it. So it's it's really a very intuitive system um, when it comes to planning a day and, and moving through the park wisely. Now, granted, it is technology with Disney. So we will see at the beginning how well it works and how much data it has to um, accumulate before it starts working well for everybody. You know... Disney has years upon years upon years of magic band data to work off of. So they should have a pretty good grasp of crowd movement and that kind of stuff within the parks. Um, but I really think that this is going to change that really fast because it's basically dictating once you get into the park, splitting that crowd up very, very quickly and not everybody running to the the big rides. We've talked kind of about this before. I feel like the wait times already do that, right? If you, yeah. if you watch the wait times, if you just sit back in Indiana and pull up Magic Kingdom and watch it sporadically throughout the day, you will see that all of a sudden Adventureland carries little to no weights and then all of a sudden you know little mermaid and seven dwarves and and um winnie the pooh all of a sudden drop in wait time and then as those raise back up all of a sudden space mountain and buzz light you're dropping wait time because i feel like disney already does that a little bit but you're absolutely right matt i think disney genie if the majority of park goers are using Disney Genie, then Disney is going to use it as a way to manipulate the crowds around from place to place to place to where everybody gets to do everything. But instead of 80% of the people being right here right now, now we only have 30% of the people right here right now. And the other, you know, the other, 50% will show up later because right now they've been moved to a different part of the park because they're sort of like, I don't know, lemmings. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so basically Disney genie is a planning assistant that's going to be tied into my Disney experience. 
Um, and it's gonna it's gonna add quite a bit. I mean, for somebody that doesn't go to the park a lot, doesn't understand, doesn't want to learn, it's really gonna help that person out because it's basically gonna say, you know what, I got you. You just you just pick up your phone and hopefully it holds charge all day. And we're going to make sure that you have as much fun as we can. Disney will let you have during that day. Um, now, for the people that want to pay a little bit extra, now we have the replacement for Fast Pass Plus and Max Pass, and that is in the Disney Genie Plus system. And they introduced Lightning Lightning Lane with it, which is okay, whatever. Um, I like the Fast Pass line better. Uh, yeah, but lightning lane speed. I am speed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. Um, so, this, hey this, man, you're all about you're all about that IP in the parks and hotels. <laughs> I know it's one of your favorite things. So, so this option is going to be fifteen dollars at Walt Walt Disney World and twenty dollars at Disneyland, and wow. that is per person per day. Um, so. We were we were planning it planning it out for a family of four to see all four parks and to use this new fast pass system. It's two hundred and forty dollars for that family added to their trip cost, which already has an increased hotel price, an increased uh, park ticket price. Starting at January first, no Magical Express, no Magic Bands. So cool, thanks Disney. Um, but what this lightning lane will let you do is you get to pick one fast pass at 7 a.m. the day of. Uh, at a time. Yeah, you get to do one at a time after that. Well, but, so I'm curious to see, just to, not to interrupt you um, here, but basically, I don't believe you've ever been to Disneyland. I have um, The way lightning lane is laying out as I was reading through it today, boy, it's a lot. It's it's how Max Pass worked at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. So the way Max Pass worked is by paying for Max Pass, you could book Fast Passes on your phone. It was a similar cost. Max Pass was fifteen dollars per ticket per day, and so Disneyland went up a little bit. Um, but what it allowed you to do is you could book one return window and then the moment. So on the less, you know, like the less high commodity rides, you just had to wait sort of a cool down period. And once that cool down period was reached, you could book another one, even if you already had one on the books. But what you absolutely could do is the moment you scanned into that return window, you could book the next one. So worst case scenario, it's something like that. And so people are going to have to make a value decision because if we talk about things like Smuggler's Run, Midway Mania, you know, over at Hollywood Studios, those appear to be going into the Lightning Lane offering. Correct. you got to imagine those return windows are going to book, you know, two, three hours out. Uh Uh-huh. And now I've got to sit there and say, okay, well, I can't do anything else. But in that same park, if I would have grabbed, you know, Star Tours, Alien Swirling Saucers, I could probably grab a return window 20 minutes from now, go ride it, and then grab another one 20 minutes from now, go ride it. 
Yeah, I, th I think you're really going to have to value assess rides, and you're going to have to look at those return times because the one nice thing about the system is it looked like when you scrolled through it um, with the genie screen up with the itinerary, it would show like the next available return time for the rides. So it did give you that option to kind of value assess, hey, yeah. you know, it's going to take me five minutes to walk there and I'm going to wait 20 minutes to get on the ride. And just remind me, because that was on the, the well, they show up on both tabs, but it also shows up on the to-do tab. Correct, correct. So if you're like, ooh, yeah, I'm going to slide that into my itinerary, then everything will kind of slide and adjust correct. to the new, yeah. the new lightning lane that you just made. So, so yeah. So lightning lane is replacing fast pass and max pass. So this is going to be an additional cost depending on the parks you're at. Um, and it is a, a, a one at a time fast pass type system. Um, and and I, I'm very interested to see, cause I think with, with the use of Disney genie and the use of this, this Disney genie plus lightning lane, it could really skew kind of where people go first thing in the parks. Mm -hmm. I, I really think it's really going to change people's traffic patterns in the parks. Yeah, because if I have Lightning Lane, I might as well just immediately make a reservation for one of those hot commodities and then go ride a bunch of things that will get lines later in the day. So I did that. I did that a lot at Disneyland when I was in Disneyland and I bought the Max Pass because just for the convenience of having it on my phone, because the way Fast Pass worked at, at Disneyland up until the shutdown is in order to get the free fast pass, you had to go to the ride line, go to the kiosk and push the button and get the paper ticket. Mm -hmm. And uh, so paying for max pass allowed you to do that all on your phone. So that was important uh, to me when I was in Disneyland. And so what I would do is I would grab a max pass for Guardians of the Galaxy, Mission Breakout, or Radiator Springs Racers, the moment I scanned into the park, mm -hmm. and then I would go ride some other stuff. I'd like, oh, cool, I, now I can go. Or I'd like grab that for California Adventure, and then I'd leave California Adventure and go scan into Disneyland <laughs> and go ride Matterhorn and some other stuff before they got big lines. And then I'd be like, okay, sweet, I got my return window now, it's time to walk across but, you know, obviously in Disney World, you can't do that. Yeah. So so Radiator Springs Racers brings up a, a, another point. So on top of this, so we, we've already got this initial cost. On top of this, there will be rides that are a, a cost to use the Lightning Lane per person just for that ride. And it sounds yeah. like there's going to be roughly two at every park. So no, it says you can do up to two per day. Well, but it, but it's, so it, I don't know if that means there's two rides or you can choose up to two, like how, you know, Epcot used to make you choose between the three for the fast pass. But I think, I think all the parks now are lining up with, except for animal kingdom, you have two of those attractions now that are going to be those virtual queues for one and this this additional cost lightning lane as a second point i mean you've got rise 
Mickey and Minnie's at Hollywood Studios. You have Seven Dwarves. You're going to have Tron. Throw Slinky Dog on that. No, you're not going to have Slinky Dog. I don't think Slinky Dog's going to be on it. Mm. Um, Seven Dwarves and Tron at Magic Kingdom. Ratatouille and Guardians at Epcot. Animal Kingdom has Ratatouille over like Frozen or Test Track. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, Ratatouille's opening with a virtual queue. So I think it's going to be those rides with virtual queues that you're going to see this additional paid option as a part of it as well, which means that for Rise, you, not only do you have the two booking windows for boarding groups, you're going to have the guests coming from the Star Cruiser using that and people that buy the Fast Passes getting on that ride as well now. It's just an interesting predicament, and you're looking at ten to twenty dollars per person per ride. So yeah, it's kind of like it's very interesting because what Disney World and Disneyland are basically doing is they are combining what Max Pass was at Disneyland and what the pay to ride is at Paris. Yeah, Premier Access or Premier Pass yeah. or whatever that is over there. So you brought up. Have they announced Ratatouille? Is it doing boarding groups the same way that Rise is with a 7 a.m. and a 1 p.m. drop? See, they haven't announced that. They've just announced that it's going to be a virtual queue now. And that was kind right. of sneakily announced today with yeah. this Disney Genie thing. Yeah, I saw it. And I just, it freaks me out because I'm going in October and I'm planning to park hop to Epcot every night. And I only have one day where I actually reserved Epcot. So now I'm concerned. Yeah. Side note. Side note. Yeah. So, okay. So for the resort guest, for the Disney guest, overall, Disney Genie is going to be a good thing. It's going gonna, it's gonna to help people. It should help crowds. It should kind of spread people out. The, the, overall thought process behind it is good getting more people to enjoy more attractions throughout the day for planners like us <laughs> um we have to look at things a little bit differently now i think really what our job becomes now is how do you how do you maximize that 7 a.m lightning lane selection you know how do we get your meals arranged in a good way at the parks to where you can kind of with how we feel like the flow is going with crowds still ride as much and utilize your fast passes or your lightning lane passes or whatever the hell they're that, that this doesn't roll off the tongue. Yeah, it does. It's LL man. Lightning lane. That's the problem. <laughs> fast pass lightning lane. That's just, <laughs> You're just mad because it's got one more syllable. That's two more. Lightning. 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 Okay. Fast. Fast. <laughs> That's three versus two. Just doesn't roll off the tongue. My dog is barking. I know. Your dog's mad at not. me. My feet are tired. <laughs> My dog is literally barking. So... So now, I, I guess, you know, again, overall, I think this is a good, a good change. 
Yes. So from a planner, I look at Disney Genie. Are you are you there? I'm here. Okay. I'm sorry. My my screen just all of a sudden you disappeared. Not a big deal. As long as I'm still there and you're still here. You're, no, you're, uh, you're, you're, you're solid. Okay. I just can't read your body language and cues anymore. <laughs> it's, it's saying you don't have any video in oh, on my okay. end. Oh, anyway. So here's, I, I look at Disney Genie and I think, so basically I'm going to be doing what I'm doing now for my clients. Because right now what I'm doing for my clients is I'm booking them their park passes. With the advent of Disney Genie, I really feel like, I feel park passes are here to stay. That you're going to declare what park you're going to each day. And then Disney Genie is then going to pre-build your itinerary before you get there for that day by using your preferences. Oh, yeah. So I, I am wondering if Disney is expecting you to continue declaring which park you're going to, which that's not a big deal. It does take away some of the flexibility and planning, but let's be honest, for the most part, we would have sat down with our clients and said, hey, on Tuesday, you're going to Magic Kingdom. On Wednesday, you're going to Epcot. Like that would have happened anyway. Yeah. So that's fine. And then booking dining is still going to be a thing. I do think that with the advent of uh, Genie, we might not see dining slide back out to six months. We might see dining stick stick around at 60 days or at most slide to something like 90 days. I don't think there's any reason to slide it back out to 180 if I'm Disney. Uh, So we have that. And then from there, it's going to be on me to help individuals get into their, my Disney experience and, it's still going to be tedious to upload all your preferences. It's still going to be a learning curve to go do all of those things. And so that's still a service that I'm going to be able to offer my clients by saying, Hey, let's just have a conversation about what you're looking for in your Disney vacation. And then I'm going to go in and deal with putting in all the Disney, you know, all the Disney genie preferences so that the, the itineraries preload. Yeah. So it is, it is being billed to travel agents as look at how much this is going to help you so that you can just kind of work through with your clients, get them kind of going. And at the end of the day, you know, Disney genie's not going to recommend what hotel to stay at and do all of those things or price or price cost. The differences between going here, going here, going here, or price cost the difference between four day or five day or price cost the benefit of adding park hopper, you know, Disney genie is going to be a, okay, you're booked. So let's make your itinerary for you. Correct. So I, what is never going to happen again is I'm not going to wake up 60 days out and make your fast passes for you. Um, how, and, and, and I, I guess this is a little bit of a loaded question. But if you've got a, a client that's on the fence with staying on site now, do the benefits outweigh the cost of staying on site? Oh, you're saying if I got to pay for Genie Plus? Well, I mean, yeah, you're going to pay for Genie Plus anyway, so you don't get... Well, you don't have to pay for Genie Plus. Yeah, no. but I mean, if you're on-site or off-site, you can pay for Genie Plus. It's not like it's something that's only available for on-site guests. You know, you're not oh, getting. There you go. That should be a thing. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. That that would be that that would change the game a lot. But right. yeah. everybody gets genie, but only on site gets genie plus. Yeah, but now you don't have as of the first of the year, no transportation from Orlando International. Yep. No free transportation from Disney. No magic bands. No fast passes. So yep. if you just do like the the low tier of the Disney, the Genie Plus at $15 a person, family of four, it's going to cost an extra $400 for that family of four to enjoy the same vacation they would have enjoyed last year starting on January 1st of next year. Yep, it will. So does, does staying on site, I mean, is, is it worth it still? Well... I'm still going to say yes, but you're right. It's, it's getting far, far less. Um, the, the only reason I'm still going to say, yeah, I do think so, is you are still going to go and get just being able to utilize monorail, boat, bus, and Skyliner to and from and not having to drive everywhere that I go and park at every park. Because that's one of the things, right? If you're coming from out, you're at the mercy of the shuttle bus, mm-hmm. or you're paying for ride shares, mm-hmm. or you're driving in and paying the full price parking per day, and you're really locked if you are more experienced at Disney and you do like going from place to place to place. Um, you're kind of locked or you got to go back to your car and go, you know, if I want to go to Hollywood studios to Epcot, I'm going to jump on the skyliner. I'm going to go do that. Yeah. And then I'm not going to worry about leaving my car over at Hollywood studios because I'm just going to jump on Disney transportation, leaving Epcot. Right. So there's that where I don't have to worry about, ah, crap, this hotel only drops off at 8 AM and picks up at 7 PM or, or I got to call a transport and wait an hour. Or I got to call a ride share and spend another 20 bucks, 20 bucks, 20 bucks. Yeah. Um, so there are, there are still benefits to staying on site. And just on top of that, let's just, there are very few hotels and they are all good neighbor hotels in my understanding that offer any type of Disney theming. So there is still strictly the advantage of the over-the-top theming, even down to the value resort. Oh, yeah. That a Holiday Inn or a Bonham, or sorry, Bonham is the place there, um, or, you know, a, a Hilton or a whatever. Yeah, yeah. Is going to provide you because there you're going to walk into a hotel and then go to Disney. If I stay on site, I'm going to walk into Disney and stay at Disney and be at Disney and and never – that's part of the biggest – you know, we can – you took away this perk, you took away this perk, you took away this perk. But you will never, ever take away the perk that I walk on campus and never leave campus and therefore never leave the magic. Because even when I'm walking into an all-star room or a pop century room – I am still surrounded by Disney customer service. I am still surrounded by Disney intellectual property. I am still surrounded by Disney gift shop and Disney dining. And I'm, I'm not going to be that if I stay off site. 
Correct, correct. And I, I think those are extremely valid points. I mean, I, there is still a lot of value to staying on site. Um, as much as they strip away, there's still a lot of value of staying on site. You know, not even when you're talking about moderates and deluxes, even those value properties. You know, Pop Century, great for where it's located transportation-wise, that kind of stuff. Um, just a lot of a lot of good things still with staying on site i just want to make sure that you know with with us saying that there there are some more benefits to staying off site as well now too um that for people that oh the cost of a disney hotel even though you can still get you know an all-star room for under 200 dollars, sometimes under 150 dollars yeah, you can get them. I mean, if you get them on a deal, you can get them 120, 130. Yeah. Um, I think people don't understand that all the time. But, you know, when, you, when you're talking about, you know, cutting $10, $15 a night or something like that, and it makes a big deal to your client, you know, staying off site makes a lot more sense than it did a year ago. You know, it, it just does. It does. Now... To the counterpoint of that, if I get to a moderate or deluxe resort and then I go and find comparable accommodations with comparable recreation and all of that stuff, Disney still blows them out of the water and you're going to start seeing similarly priced things. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to like the Grand Cypress or... The, the big Hilton Orlando or something yeah. like that. Or like the Grand Astoria yeah. and, or the Four Seasons. Like you're you're paying contemporary prices and beach club prices. And I would put Yacht and Beach Club's recreation against any of those and venture that it would win. Yeah, and you get to walk to Epcot from there. Right. And I get to Skyline, to Hollywood Studios, and walk, walk to Epcot. Yeah. So – I, I think there are still a lot of arguments to say, well, let's just, and then on top of that, if you're not go, 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 go in the park, like let's just talk about the entertainment lineup at any Disney resort that the cast members put on through the day with the poolside trivia and games and the different activities you can go and sign up mm -hmm. for or Heading over to, you know, wilderness, Fort Wilderness and horseback riding or heading to the, the many, you know, several different mini golf courses. Like, I, I do think the maybe the biggest hit on all of this is actually going to be at the value level. Yeah. Because am I going to stay like, let's let's talk candidly. I haven't stayed. I've stayed at an all-star twice in my years of going to Disney because I continue time and again to book at all-star and go, but why wouldn't I just spend 30 more dollars a night and stay at pop? And well, then if I'm at pop, why wouldn't I just spend 50 more dollars a night and stay at Caribbean and get the splash pad and great pool? Yeah. Well, that's what Shannon and I just did. Right. I was going to, I was going to say that like, you and Shannon were booked at All-Star, and just last week you were like, hey, Peter, move us to Pop. Because you looked at your vacation and said, why don't we just spend the extra 100 150 bucks for the you know four or five nights and be able to skyline to Hollywood Studios, skyline to Epcot, 
because we're going for our anniversary and we're definitely going to Epcot and Hollywood Studios in our park days. Yeah. We might skip Animal Kingdom to go to Epcot twice or Hollywood Studios twice, you know? Like, why wouldn't? And, and I think that's where the big draw still comes in. The monorail being something you can't get at the Grand Waldorf or the Four Seasons. Yeah. But you can get if you stay at Contemporary Polynesian or Floridian. Yeah, yeah. Or the Skyliner being at Art of Animation and Pop Century in the Caribbean, and you can't get those from the Holiday Inn and the Super 8 and the Motel 6. Exactly. I mean, when you're talking about 10 minutes from basically room to front gate at Hollywood Studios when you're at Pop Century, you know, if you're walking on the Skyliner and getting off the Skyliner and walking straight to the gate, you can't beat that. No, we had to. What did we had to like take something back while we were there, right? We were, and I had to we go get a magic band. Like, yeah, you forgot your magic band. That's right. So we got into the park, but then we found a lull in the day. Yeah, we were like, hey, why don't we? And I think you and I literally hopped on the Skyliner, got back to our room, grabbed your magic band, got back on the Skyliner, got back to the park, and it was all what like thirty five minutes. We yeah. were out of the park. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. So I get I get what you're saying and I totally understand that argument that some people would say. But for our viewers, listeners, and people that trust our opinion, boy, I still think in the part like I still think on property is the way to go just for the all encompassing magical vacation and there are still a lot of convenience perks that being off-site just simply doesn't offer you. Even if you're like, well, yeah, but I like parking at the parks, Peter. Okay, but stay at a Disney hotel because now it's only $17 a night and it includes free parking to the park. So you just save $8 per day on parking. Mm-hmm. So you paid $30 more a night for the room for the other conveniences and saved $8 a night on parking. So you only pay $20 more a night on the room. Yeah, yeah. Like, and instead of staying at a Motel 6 with god knows what you got disney cast members willing to be at your beck and call and you can scan to your room yeah so okay there you go that's twenty dollars a night worth it in my book <laughs> no i i completely agree i think you know, basically that was a counterpoint you know argument is just you know i think a lot of people are going to have that argument right now and I, I think it's good to know that there's still a lot of value when it comes to Disney um, on the on-site stays. And even like, like you said, I think, I think the all-stars are the hotels that take the biggest hit because oh, they're wait. the ones with the, the least amenities. When you think about, you know, your value resorts, because with the, with the Skyliner at pop and art, you know, how long is it before they add a restaurant and make those moderates? They, they have, they absolutely have to do something at all-star to make it better than, Hey, this is a cheap room. Yeah. Like with its proximity to animal kingdom, how fun would it be for them to just like carve out a trail and create some type of a direct transit to animal kingdom where you just basically run a tram, right? Like a jungle trek. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Just something but that would be a draw. You'd be like, oh, okay, I'd like to stay at All-Star because Animal Kingdom is my favorite park because I have really young kids, so we don't get drawn to Hollywood and Epcot. So we're going to do that. So on the 
day that we go to Animal Kingdom, we could ride the Jungle Trek. Yeah. And, yeah, all you got to do is just, you know, carve out and pave some. It's not even that far. I think it's like three quarters of a mile from the one to the other. So maybe a mile. I don't know. But how fast would a tram get there, right? Yeah. It would be a three to five minute tram ride if it's a mile, mile and a half. Yeah, and you have two or three trams right. about the size of those parking lot trams going exactly. back and forth. Yeah. yeah, run the parking lot tram and yeah, run run three, four of them and put them on there. So like one's always loading and one's always in transit. Yeah. I'm telling you what, man. I hope Disney's listening because I just gave you absolute gold. <laughs> All right, so... Put me uh, on D23, guest host. <laughs> Let's recap real quick. Disney Genie, uh, sometime this fall. We don't know have an exact date on when it's coming yet. It's going to be a, a park planning assistant um, where it's very intuitive and will help you with ride times and, and all kinds of stuff. Um, Disney Genie Plus, paid option, $15 per person per day at Walt Disney World, $20 per person a day at Disneyland. Um, gives you the access to the Lightning Lane system, which is the new Fast Pass system, um, where you can book one Fast Pass at a time, starting at 7 a.m. with your first selection um, in that system. On the Disneyland side, go ahead. I also hope, and I think you should be able to, you should be able to add it, the plus, you should be able to add it for specific days only if you want to. So, for example, Animal Kingdom, I wouldn't add it, but Magic Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, yeah, absolutely, I probably would. So, it sounds like they're going to add it to the ticket price, like they are for park hopping, so I don't know if you're going to be able to or not. Well, I get that, but I also know that if I go down there and walk into guest services in the morning and say, add me Disney, you know, Genie Plus today, yeah, would they do it? Yes, I, they would. Yeah, yeah, they would, they would. So, okay, so... Sorry, back to the recap. Yeah, so Lightning Lightning Lane is the new FastPass system. You can have as many as you want throughout the day, but you can only hold one at a time. Whatever. Paid Lightning Lane will be available for those high-commodity rides. So think Rise of the Resistance, think Tron, think Ratatouille, Guardians when it opens. They will have a per-person, per ride price um and you can only have up to two of those per day per person so you know at, at a park that has two of those rides in that system you could ri only ride each ride once um using the new system I, on the disneyland side for disney genie plus there's going to be some cool augmented things and you're also going to get your um photo pass photos for that day downloadable as part of the disneyland package it will not that will not be part of the disney world package so that's why it's the extra cost because max pass included that as well max pass was the way you could get photo pass at disneyland yeah that that hasn't changed so so a lot going on with those um definitely stay tuned at dpi podcast on facebook at patm disney travel on facebook um we will be updating as we get more news and we're both going at some point this fall. So if it is up and running, when we go down there, we will have firsthand experience on how it works because we will both 
be trying to break it while we're down there. Yeah. I have to get it. I think it comes with the gig, dude. Yeah, it does. I'm looking forward to running the uh, the live during Enchantment and... Um, Harmonious. Harmonious. Yeah. I, I have those planned on my first two days. I'll see Enchantment the first night and uh, Harmonious the next night. Yep, we're going to see Harmonious the first night. We'll see Enchantment and Minnie's merriest fireworks show the second night and then we'll see enchantment again the fourth night that's true so then on my fourth night i will have a live boobash there you go so good times awesome awesome well peter thanks dollars (laughs) peter you bought your very have you bought your merriest yep dang it i know that's commissionable (laughs) what are you doing matt uh, I wanted okay, to make sure I mistake. I wanted to make sure I want I got the date I wanted, so I did it 7 a.m. yesterday. I was on it. Nine minute wait time. Good work. Future <laughs> reference. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I understand. I probably <laughs> I probably could have got the the uh, percentage off using my Disney Visa card as well if I would have oh, called it in. So got the points. Yeah. So very nice. All right. Well, thanks for jumping on. Um, This is a good idea. This was the right way to do this. Yep. Uh, We might, might see you what next Tuesday. Yeah. I don't know what my golf schedule is right now. I'm in golf season because I'm a golf coach, everybody. Yep. I I let everybody know last night that. Oh, did you? Yeah. You, you, you dump us for golf in the the fall and in the spring. That's right. So (laughs) try to come back. I'm I'm really just a part-time guy. Just uh, winter and summer. (laughs) Those are my months. All right. Well, thanks a lot for coming on, man. Uh, I'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye, everybody. The pork scream never gets old. Um, so that was Peter with Princess of the Mouse Disney Travel. Um, if you guys are looking to book, we got Boo Bash going on. There are two dates available left in September. Um, if you are wanting to go to Boo Bash, definitely want to get one of those dates. Um Mickey, our Disney's very merriest Christmas party um, starts on November the 8th, 8th, um, runs through December 21st. If you want one of those tickets, definitely get in touch with us. Let's get that trip planned and we will get you down there to enjoy that with Minnie's merriest fireworks spectacular with Disney enchantment with harmonious, everything that's going to be going on after October 1st. A lot of cool things at Disney. So want to thank everybody for watching tonight. Um, let me go ahead and get into the closing. Hey everyone, Peter with Princesses and the Mouse was on today. Um, kind of a special edition to go over Disney Genie. Big news.
news tonight, definitely stay in touch with us at DPI Podcast on Facebook, at Disney Insights over on Twitter. Uh, lots of conversation, lots of posts with what's been going on the last couple of days. And if you want to book that trip to Walt Disney World or Disneyland, uh, get in touch with us over at PATM Disney Travel on Facebook and let them know you heard watching whatever you did tonight uh catch a new podcast on saturday morning and our new show on tuesdays